Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Welcome along to the Football Ramble. City spoil the title race fun. Coutinho lights up Villa Park and Rafa Benitez bites the toffee dust. It's Monday, the 17th of January. I'm Jules Breach. I'm Jim Campbell. And I'm Pete Donaldson. What a busy weekend. It's been good, hasn't it? It has so much. I I tried to get the show postponed today. (laughs) (laughs) Too tired. Too tired, but you weren't having it. Your team didn't play this weekend. You got away with it. You didn't have to stress too much. Although, actually, it's probably even more stressful for you. A hundred percent it will be. Answering to tweets from other fans, (laughs) first fans specifically. Uh, We're going to come on to the North London derby being postponed and Jim's thoughts, our thoughts on what on earth we should do about all of these games being postponed for various reasons. But let's start with the big news and some of the key results from the weekend. Norwich 2, Everton 1. And when you lose to Norwich, your manager gets sacked. Rafa Benitez has lost his job as the Everton boss after, well, less than seven months in charge, 200 days to be specific. And it felt like this was a game he absolutely had to win going into it. You just can't lose to Norwich, first of all. They were bottom when they went into the game. But secondly, to put in a performance like that as well, you just felt after the match that it was coming. It's one win in 13 Premier League games now. Yeah, I mean, the the kind of nature of it was a bit calamitous as well, wasn't it, it? with the the own goal and just, you know, letting Norwich get their tails up and, and, and... seem really they made look Norwich look really good they made them look like the sort of championship Norwich where they're just really up and and, and positive and 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 direct and the, even Richarlison's goal having to be so amazing it was sort of quite telling wasn't it, it was <laughs> an overhead kick like that and it will never it just won't be remembered <laughs> no will it? yeah uh, I mean, it'll be, I think, Rafa Benitez... Well, Rafa Benitez was laughing through the whole match if Twitter's to be believed. That one single picture of him yeah. smiling slightly. Look at him laughing at Everton. I mean, I, it, it's it's a little bit like when Steve Bruce got sacked at my club. Everyone, everyone piles in so go, they never respected him because he wasn't a Newcastle player. Or so. It's all a load of nonsense. Uh, but yeah, it. I, I, I do... There's still a big part of my heart dedicated to his time at Newcastle United, and I do really feel sorry for Rafa Benitez because he had some stinking injuries, and yeah. but and and very little money to to paper over those cracks, unfortunately. So, but yeah. but if in this case, I do kind of kind of want to say be careful what you wish for because what's coming next could be even worse. The, a, a, an announcement about a permanent manager is going to be being made very soon. No managers permanent at Everton in these mm-hmm. in these straitened times. Well, this is the the fear for Everton fans, isn't it? That they they are quite hampered by FFP, <clears> so <throat> they're probably going to have to sell to. Well, they're definitely mm. going to have to sell to buy. Um, so it might yet get worse. Oh, it, 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 in the same way that like before FFP really came in, teams like Sunderland went down and never came back up because of the amount of money people like Martin O'Neill spent yeah. and the amount of money that Everton spent. They have absolutely hum, hamstringed themselves mm. to do what they yeah. can do in the future. Like, but it's they've they've had so many resets, haven't they? And it's it's, mm. it's difficult to. It's not a criticism. I feel I feel so bad for Everton fans. They must be so frustrated. Oh, by but they just trying the everything out. and everything <laughs> yeah. and none of it working. Yeah, he really really did. I think it's always going to be difficult for a manager like Benitez coming into a club like Everton when you've, you've you know you've you've become such an iconic manager and, and <laughs> won such a sort of kind of dramatic European trophy at Chelsea where you're still seen as a hero yeah. um, but it was just it was a whirlwind wasn't it mm. in that it happened really quickly and the reality of it was shit <laughs> <laughs> I just think he was doomed from the very beginning yeah. as you say Jim when you've managed Liverpool and done so well and you know the, the fans of Liverpool still love Rafa and then you go and you manage their biggest rivals in the Premier League. And he needed to get off to the best possible start to get the fans on side. And he actually did okay. I'm pretty sure. That, Especially matches yeah, were great. Their, yeah, their yeah. first five matches, they had an average goal expectancy of two goals per match or, or their XG was definitely up there. 
and they were actually playing some okay football. Yeah. You His mentioned... signings worked as well yeah. with Gray and Townsend. Absolutely. And then he, you know, he got really unlucky that particularly the Dominic Calvert-Lewin injury mm. because he's been out for so long and since mm. he's returned, he missed that penalty. He looked near enough non-existent in the game against Norwich. It was just, it's just been, it's been tough in terms of injuries, but when you've got such a large amount of the fans, then I'd say probably the majority of them who aren't on your side from the off, even when you get off to a decent start, this was always doomed. Then all of this transfer stuff with Luca Dina happened. Obviously, James Rodriguez left the club in the summer because of, well, reports are that it's potentially because of him and Rafa not getting on mm. in the past. And now you look at the situation at Everton and you can't say that, although the fans never really agreed with the Benitez appointment, that all of this and the way that, Everton are going right now is all Benitez's fault. There's got to be something wrong deeper in the club because if An Ancelotti, look at what he he couldn't do at the club. Mm. Now he's gone to Real Madrid and they're what top of the yeah. Liga. Um, obviously they're very different leagues and different players that he's dealing with, but there is something not quite right. I think the board are trying for quick fixes, aren't they? They're trying to do everything at once rather than than build something. And obviously. Benitez wasn't the right person to be there for years. He himself said it, it yeah. might take years to sort of you know get Everton where they, where they want to be. He's not the right person for that. I think it just seems you know Mashiri just really wants results immediately, and mm. to do that, he's, he's spent big every time the reset. It's like right, this is the one we're going to try and get everything now. They need they need a bit more of a coherent structure and. I have to say, like, I'm, I'm sort of disappointed for the, the, the level-headed Everton fans that welcomed Benitez as well mm. and wanted to sort of like yeah. keep I, everybody I, calm and like. Some, and, I, yeah. and, I, and I think there's is a, it's it, the broad proportion where I, I I think that kind of accusation that you never let a manager you never you never give a manager a chance was levelled at my club quite a lot with Steve Bruce, but he was terrible. Yeah, and and, and oh, I do and I and I think and I think. Jeez, if you if you if Rafa Benitez comes into your club, he is a good manager. He's a yeah. solid manager. He managed at the very top, and and they did have uh, the, the the sort of personnel that 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 could flourish under him. He was very unlucky with injuries, and and I do think that they did give him the the, the, the best chance. I, I did give him, think they they gave him the support that he uh, that he needed. It was just I just think he got very unlucky with injuries, and just and and Everton are a bit of a. It's like you say they they want their they want their quick fixes and they they they're just not really willing to well, kind of put the money put the money they, down at the moment. They're demanding. Well, they can't put the well, money yeah. down. Not, not in yeah. this playing squad, but everything else around it. You know but, what I mean? Right. But they're a demanding set of fans, and they always have been. And the best clubs do have demanding fans because they want yeah. to see the best for their club. And that's not a knock on the fans. I think every every set of fans that supports a Premier League team, like the Everton fans do, they deserve you know, success yeah. and they want to see that success. And it's unfortunately just not been there. And it's, and it's been for a while now. They've not been at the heights that you'd expect yeah. them to be. Mm. Let's not kid about this. They're in a relegation fight now. Yeah, they, they are. are right down there. And, you know, if it wasn't for other teams being so bad, they'd be even closer to the, mm. to the drop zone. It's incredible, yeah. really, when you look at the Norwich side of things off the back of this game, they're now one point from safety. Everyone completely wrote Norwich off. And as, as you say, Jim, look, they it, Everton made Norwich look good in the match, but they still had to win it. They mm. still had to, you know, they got really fortunate with that own goal, with that mistake from Keane. But then the, the, the second goal, the, the goal from Ida, they still have to score that and they still have to still keep Everton out because actually when those substitutes were made by Rafa Benitez, when Richarlison and Yerry Mina came on, Everton were much better after that. So Norwich still had to hold them off. But when you look at the table... Everton are right down there and with Leeds winning at the weekend as well, they've almost, you feel like they've maybe got themselves out of it a little bit. It's it's a really negative atmosphere and they almost now, Everton, need someone who's going to lift morale and give them a bit of a boost. Upstep, big dunk. <laughs> I mean, it's what they want, I think, isn't it? Yeah, well, I think... Someone like, to steady the ship till the end of the season? Everton must be so tired of this because so often it feels like their season descends into like the season-long equivalent of just win the second half. Do you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah. and, and big dunk is definitely that for um, for the short term. But, mm. I mean, you know, realistically, are they going to... Are they going to accept that? Are they going to have the, like? Do, what do we know about Duncan Ferguson as a coach? He will. He will make them do the basics, right? Mm. We we know, we know that. Well, much, we saw but we saw we glimpses really of him, didn't else. he? He bullied a player and then he he got he got shit canned, didn't he? But like, but, uh, <laughs> even even the mid table finishes, the, the like two seasons in a row mid table, like that really wasn't good enough for the amount of money that was pumped in yeah, that club. So even even the previous manager, this isn't a, a recent one season situation. This has been going on for about ten years. I think it's like, poor. Everton more than any club are a sort of microcosm of 
how mad the Premier League has made everyone. Mm. There are so many clubs to compete with at that top end that yeah. if you want to have ambition to to thrive, you have to spend a lot of money. Mm. A club like Everton have never been relegated from the Premier League. Um, you know, they they rightly see themselves as part of the furniture. They rightly see themselves as a, as an important member of the Premier League. So they're they're in a position where they they they're essentially on they they're running up a down escalator, aren't they? And it's mm. it's yeah. it's really really difficult for them. And it's worth remembering as well. A lot of the fans in the in the stadium, a lot of those season ticket heat. Uh, season ticket holders, the older fans, um, they they've seen Everton win the league. They've seen mm. them be an in- incredible force and and, and a mm. good team. They're not like they're not d- kidding themselves to think yeah. they should be you know, they should be up there again, or, or at least trying to get into that position. And, it, and even like Everton's new uh, ground uh, has literally meant that Liverpool don't have UNESCO Heritage status. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, they're not having a good decade. No, they're really, really, no. really not. And when you <laughs> mentioned that that support, Jim, it was the away support who really made their voices heard. They had a banner at at Carrow Road saying we want Benitez out of our club well they got their their um their wish really he's mm. gone now and so they need a new manager if it's not going to be Big Dunk there have been other other few names that Bobby have been M. linked with it um, you've got Graham Potter you lot can do one you <laughs> um, <laughs> stronger language off air I did wow um, Roberto Martinez who's obviously currently managing yeah. Belgium he's been linked with a fair few Premier League jobs this season when there's been sackings and the one I think is most interesting is Wayne Rooney because he's doing, honestly, just an incredible job at Derby County considering the state that that club are in at the yeah. moment. Everything that's going on off the pitch and he's somehow still managing to get results on the pitch. They had a 21-point deduction and for the first time this season they've managed to lift themselves off the bottom of the table. Barnsley didn't play their bottom, so that's part of the reason, but still... It's almost looking like this could be one of the most incredible escapes mm. from relegation ever. And Wayne Rooney is doing that with a squad that you would not expect to compete at that level. I mean, mm. that Derby team have changed so much over the last couple of years and he's done a pretty good job. But is it too soon or is this just the wrong time to be going in at Everton it, if I they leave both the, of those things yeah but I think if they leave the door unlocked it really will be in <laughs> in that office because <laughs> yeah. would you know, I know it's very romantic <laughs> to think that, 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 that a relegation battle in the championship is, is somehow romantic it, that club is insane and yeah. it doesn't look like it's getting any less insane so why not ju- jump to one that's in, just as insane but aren't you know, fighting relegation in the championship—it's—it's yeah. it's a horrible place to be down there. Again, though, it's that would be a, a very romantic punt, wouldn't it? But mm. we all we know of Wayne Rooney as a manager is a man who's doing the best he can to put out put out fires in a club in yeah. in a in a crisis that is just not comparable to you know Everton sacking their manager. Well, I, I, mean, he, I mean, we we might not <laughs> like we don't really know. Is we don't we don't know what's kind of to expect from Rooney in in a situation that's a bit less mad than that. So I think it would just be sort of <laughs> too much too soon for him. I think it would be a really daft appointment personally. This talk of Martinez, who's obviously took over from David Moyes, which again is looking backwards. Like, Would he not want a World Cup though? Like, Would, would Martinez yeah, not want Yeah, but there's, there's only no. one international break between now and the World Cup though, isn't there? Or some like crazy thing like that. So right. he could probably actually do, <laughs> do both. It, do it part-time yeah, for a bit. There's yeah, there's actually a few people that have said that. But then I think when he left last time, there were he, he, there was a set of fans there were certainly a section of fans who weren't keen on Roberto Martinez and you know I don't know I don't know whether that one necessarily works although I've worked with him I think he's the nicest man ever um but the chairman fired him like yeah, he's exactly, gonna have to exactly. eat a lot of... so uh, you know it's it's a tricky one um watch this space we'll obviously <clears throat> continue to cover this as we get more news by the way just just a note that um when Raf Benitez was sacked he posted a statement on his personal website yes please who has yeah. a personal website nowadays have you seen it and we'd like to sponsor <laughs> wix.com <laughs> realise your dream I hope he's got a gallery page of like loads of photos of him yeah, he's, well, got actually, little, he's got little cups hasn't he he's got a little bar of all the trophies he's won on it <laughs> yeah. it's amazing absolutely amazing there's like a contact me page yeah. contact Rafa his only fans <laughs> <laughs> um, also as we've already mentioned, credit to uh, to Norwich, by the way, uh, for getting all three points. Um, and Dean Smith somehow looking like he's giving a bit of belief to this Norwich squad now because they are certainly not out of it. Um, they, you know, they're one point from safety now. And that kind of helped 
in terms of what Newcastle and Watford did. Newcastle went 1-0 up through Alan St. Maximum, which was a beautiful goal, Pete. Um, but the game ended a one-all draw after Watford equalised late on through Jao Pedro. Great header that was as well. But that mm. draw between them two means it's it's super close between those bottom four teams. What did you make of your Newcastle side it's, on Saturday? I, it, it's weird. I think I've got how blindness, Jules. Have I think you? I watch football matches involving Newcastle. I'm like... That was all right, wasn't it? That was, we had lots of chances. Yeah. We were in the box like seven times. It's better than it's been, isn't it? The and results then, just aren't. Yeah, and then you look at the XG and you're like, oh, Watford had more XG. Watford were the better side. Decision. Watford played better. Definitely second half. Second half, I think they yeah, did. I, think I mean, they, they stunk up the place first half. Yeah. And, and, and I think that's the thing if Newcastle don't, don't, don't go ahead. But they, but they did. They do They do go ahead, uh, sadly. Uh, 22 points dropped from winning positions. That's the lowest in the league. Ooh. or The highest in the league, rather. They have to get this right. They can't keep doing this. But it's... Uh, what, they, need to, they just need to kill games off, Pete, don't they? Because they've clearly got... Goal, they just cannot yeah, get the ball in there. There's goals in that team. And... It, it just feels like when they take the lead early, there's been so many times where when Callum Wilson was fit, he'd score really early on mm. in games. You'd be like, yes! I remember it was the first game after the takeover, wasn't it? I yeah. think he scored after something like a couple of minutes. And then after that, you just can't seem mm. to get that second goal or that third goal to just kill games off. Yeah, they, they, but I mean, they, they doing, panic a bit when they've scored, right? They were doing, they were doing oh, panic. We've done the hard bit now. Need, need to make sure we don't mess this up. And, and then Jamal Sars goes, I'll take care of this. Yeah. <laughs> but it, but they were doing like panic clearances like 70 minutes in and you're like, you got 20 minutes to, mm. and you're just, yeah. you're just smashing out of your, your, yeah. your yard box. But you, you can enough. try and win this comfortably at yeah. home rather than just like It's a sign of desperation, mm-hmm. isn't it? It's like they're so desperate to get that win because they've been so elusive this shell season. Shock. They, they, just, they just seem yeah. they just seem like they're, they're, they're really low on confidence but high on application. It's it's a strange combination for me. It really is very strange. I expected I, a bit more from Chris Wood on his debut. Well, I have a theory about this um, because <laughs> Burnley... Made a wood. <laughs> Burnley um, have got three games in hand on Newcastle and are one point behind them. Chris Wood, what was it, three goals this season he'd scored yeah, for, Burnley? for Burnley? Clearly it had gone a little bit stale there. I, I think Chris Wood being taken out of the picture will force Burnley to shuffle around. That will galvanise <laughs> them a little bit. It'll all click. They'll get into form and they'll stay up at the expense of Newcastle. <laughs> yeah. He did, he did look like a footballer who hadn't played for about three months. Yeah. <laughs> he also just everything's like bouncing off him. He also looks like a, just a generic guy on a stag, doesn't he? Yeah. yeah. Like he could just yeah. wander up to stags and everyone would assume someone knew him. But shots, <laughs> but with a tray of shots. Ready, lads? Yeah. Yeah. Have another? Yeah. Um, <laughs> Watford, though, um, look, they, they fought hard in that second half to get a point and Claudio Ranieri was absolutely delighted on the mm. sidelines when that equaliser went. I thought it was a really good header, good ball into the box, good header from Jao Pedro as well. Um, and yeah, Ran- I mean, Ranieri's just, you kind of want him to do well, don't yeah. you? He's like everyone's Italian uncle. Yeah, yeah. He's just cute, isn't he's, he? He's cute. He said he wants, to, he wants the, uh, he hopes that the point will give his players more electricity to believe in themselves, <laughs> which sounds like he's, about to get a lot of matches postponed due to electrocution. He's just <laughs> yeah. holding a pair of scissors. I will fix them. <laughs> any, any excuse. You can find any excuse nowadays for a postponement. Um, Kiembe look good. It, it, £4 million. Pounds. Yeah. What a steal. Mm. Cracking. Insane. Um, look, the other result that kind of affected things down the bottom end of the table mm. was West Ham 2 leads three um jack harrison with a hat trick the first hat trick of his career um i I thought i thought the goals were really good in this game it was a really entertaining Mm. match at the london stadium you couldn't keep your eyes off this one because it was end-to-end stuff i don't think west ham were at their most fluid best um but credit to leeds because i thought they were exceptional yeah Mm. this was um you'd hope for a game like this on paper from these two teams the way that the way they've been playing or, or certainly the way you you know you expect Leeds to play under Bielsa even though they haven't always managed that this season. But yeah, it was it was fantastic. Couldn't take your eyes off it. I actually I actually feel like this was more what we want to see of Leeds because we haven't seen it yeah. as much this season, have we, Jim, as you mentioned? It's they've they've been I mean, they've had so many injuries. They have have been so badly affected by it. When you looked at their squad yesterday, and fair play to them for this match going ahead, considering everything else we're going to talk about with the North London Derby postponement in a bit. But they had only one senior player on their bench, and yeah. this match still went ahead. They've had their squad has been riddled with injuries throughout this season. They've had a few players coming back recently, a couple more to come back soon. Um, but I thought this was a, a mad Leeds performance, like we've seen in the past. I enjoyed it. Yeah, well, Bielsa's kind of obsessed with the system rather than the actual personnel. So I'm not surprised that he puts a lot of stock in in in, in the academy players and, and the people who are coming up. I mean, it's 15 year old one of them. Jeez, yeah. I mean, yeah. it's amazing. Um, so he has sort of this season 
kind of fallen foul of, of of playing players out of position. But I think players like Pascal at the back, like he's 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 playing at centre back, and and and, and Bielsa was actually listening to. Him. Yeah. So I was like, can I play here? Because I'm quite good. It's at It's funny actually when you look at a lead squad. Say if you just saw the one to eleven, not in a formation, it's actually quite hard to pick where mm. they're going to play because mm. so many of the squad members are so versatile and they can play. Mm. Almost anywhere on the pitch. Yeah, which is quite exciting. It's nice to see Harrison get a hat trick as well, like an eye catching, um, like performance. Second like one was that, fantastic. Yeah, mm. he's, he's a really, really good player. Yeah. Um, and I mean, he, he was from he was at Man City, wasn't he? So yeah. he, you know, he's clearly got some pedigree, and he stood out more when he had the top knot, perhaps. But it's good to know <laughs> that, that that hasn't robbed him of his power getting rid of that. But yeah, he's, he's he seems a very very likable young man. Yeah. He was like mm. he looked like a sort of like a kid afterwards, but like just clutching the, the match ball. ball. It was really really sweet. Yeah, there, there's nothing better than seeing a goal get chalked off, but the bubble machine is keeping going. <laughs> it's like ah, can I turn that off? Can I get the bubbles back? Nope, yeah. they're out there now. Uh, I thought Rafinha was absolutely brilliant. He's yesterday. a fantastic. Player. Oh. Oh, what a player. Is he, would you say he's one of the best players outside of the top six? For sure. Yeah. yeah. I, yeah. I actually was surprised he didn't move on in the summer because he, he likes a move. He's, he's already played for quite a few Jim. clubs. Well, yeah. It's January. True. I think um, Leeds will hate us for talking about it, but I think he. You can see him moving on to a to a top six club for um, sure. I've watched a lot of West Ham this season, mm. um, covering their Europa League matches, and Jared Bowen has been for me probably West Ham's player of the season so that, far. And that he chest was, at the end. Oh, oh, I was honestly, I was absolutely <laughs> gutted for him. It's one that just it makes you feel sick watching that, doesn't yeah. it? That just to score an equaliser that that. That cross, um, it did get deflected. I think to that's Jared, what's done it, I think isn't it? That, but if it wasn't deflected, it wouldn't have gone anywhere near him. So it needed the deflection, but it and was it, literally it, it was, on a plate. Yeah. You just needed to adjust Thing a is, fraction though, quicker. It's it, it's interesting because he's on this really really good run of form, and you do worry with a big big moment like that 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 might sort of jolt him out of it. I but at not. the same time, the quick thinking to try and score with your chest mm. there—that's that's not an easy skill, right? To direct something with your chest. Mm. So, I mean. Weirdly, it's a symptom of how kind of creative and quick thinking he is at the moment, but it's not come off in a way that is quite eye-catching and obviously yeah. at, at a crucial moment. So it's a shame, but he's, he's, he's great. He's so much fun to watch. Also, I felt like watching West Ham when um, Fornals came off for Yarmolenko, it's mm. like that is a real indication of the depth they've got now. They, they are a real, like, they're just a really, really fun team to watch. Yeah, but Yarmolenko is shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's I like shit. it. I rate him. He's lazy and he's shit and he overcomplicates things and he's shit. <laughs> no, that's a different take. <laughs> I think... it's a good, but his, his pedigree, again, is incredible. Yeah. He just needs that move. I think he was going to move to uh, Shevchenko. <laughs> was Shevchenko at uh, Genoa? He just got fired, I think. I think he was going to move there. Um, that, that was talk about a month ago, but he is <laughs> astonishingly bad. <laughs> I think that he, what... One thing we can credit David Moyes for is that he does tend to get the best out of a lot of players that we haven't seen him get the best out of. Mm. Um, I think Hammers fans are probably still waiting to see the best of Yarmolenko, but he's got something. You know, there was a few moments yesterday, I agree with you, Jim, he had a couple of decent shots from outside the box and he, he came close a few times. I think West Ham fans want to see a bit more of that. Um, David Moyes had something to say about the fixture pileup as well after the match. Um he was basically. Did you, did you see Leeds bench? He, he was yeah. basically. They didn't play midweek. <laughs> yeah, he was pissed off that they, that they had a match rearranged for midweek when Leeds didn't, and mm. Leeds have played less games than them. I I can see the point. Yeah, I, yeah. I can understand it when, you know, f- fair enough. You know, West West Ham have got players to play, but they're also knackered, and you could see the fatigue in the team because that's where mistakes mm. creep in, and when they're not at their best, he did. He actually admitted he was like, you know, it is an excuse, but we're allowed excuses. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, uh, right, we're going to take a break. When we come back, so much more to talk about. Um, We'll get to your emails. We'll talk about Man City and Pep spoiling the title race. Boring. (laughs) Uh, We'll head to Villa Park as well. And we'll chat about the North London derby that didn't happen. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. This episode of the Football Ramble is sponsored by BetterHelp. 
Life throws many different challenges at us, and as a result, we all have our own sources of stress. Whether big or small, those stresses can impact our lives in unpredictable ways, and if we don't address them, they can have an outsized and unwanted impact. Therapy is a safe place in which we can address these issues, learn to understand them, and find ways to work through them. Having therapy can be beneficial to anybody, not just people who've experienced major traumas, even if you may have not considered it before. It could be simply a time for you to get things off your chest, a way to learn positive coping skills, or how to set boundaries. Ultimately, it can be whatever you need it to be. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. All you have to do is fill out a brief questionnaire and BetterHelp will match you to a licensed therapist. You can even switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com forward slash ramble today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com forward slash ramble. This week, Clive Anderson is joined by comedian Stephen K. Amos on My Seven Wonders, the show where guests select their personal seven wonders of the world. Stephen discusses his fame down under, who inspires his comedy, and how he got on during lockdown. My dad, early 80s, came to stay with me for two weeks of the lockdown. I had no idea, after all these years, that he is a twat. I had no idea, Clive, that the heating in my house could be set to lava. And I said to him, why is the heating on so high? And without skipping a beat, he just said, I don't pay the bill here. Now, this <laughs> is <laughs> it's the kind of thing I have to deal with. Listen to My Seven Wonders with Clive Anderson on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Oh, dear. Look at these keepers. <laughs> Welcome back to the Football Ramble. It's Jules, Jim and Pete here. And now it's time for this. Show at footballramble.com. Show at footballramble.com. Jules, Fish and Jim Campbell. The three eight to the Football Ramble. Luke is kind of sore. Pete Dawson, give me breaks on Andy Grassle. Plays the asshole. Kate. It's been a while since I've heard that one. Mm. Spell on you. Every time I hear that, I, I pick out a new bit that I'm like, yeah. oh, I didn't know you said that bit. <laughs> uh, from just so textured, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, from Jordan. Uh, last week, I took myself to the Mornflake Stadium, Gresty Road, for the first time to watch Crew versus Charlton. And I noticed that the stand housing the away fans is simply called the Ice Cream Van Stand, which surely has to be up there <laughs> as one of the best stand names in the country. Certainly is. Yeah, is it sponsored by like one ice cream? Van yeah. Oh, I don't know. Yeah, just one guy. Is that but cheap? That affordable? Not even branded. Just yeah, yeah. the ice cream van stand. <laughs> I want it to go like the um, the concept of ice cream. The co- the coffee hut stand would be good. Yeah, yeah. The bur- the burger van stand. The football stand. The burger van the stand has got stands. a real quite like, like that. Yeah, uh, that's got a ring. To the it. fart stand where everyone does their farts. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh. I wouldn't pay for a ticket in that bit. Moving on. Um, so we've got another listener who's been in touch. Uh, he says, my birth name is James Bond. Ah. Yes, you heard me correctly, James Bond. This has been both a blessing and a curse. No one ever forgets my name when they meet me. Blessing. But the shake and not stir jokes are endless. Curse. Not to mention trying to create a professional sounding email with a name like James Bond. Also curse. People are constantly making fun of me and doing it wrong. Say it. Say it. James. James Bond. It's Bond. James Bond, you slug. Stop getting Bond wrong. And to top it all off, do you want to know what my middle name is? The middle name my parents gave me? Gilbert. Wow. That's right. Fucking Gilbert. So that's uh, that's James Gilbert Bond getting in touch there. Um, I've had a lot of these, so unless your name's like Santa Claus... um, yeah, yeah, it's probably it's fine it now. now. Yeah, probably done now. I'd just call myself Gilbert Bond if I were him. Yeah, Gilbert Bond. Forget the Gilbert James Bond. Bit. I don't know. Or Jimmy Bond. Jimmy, Jimmy Bond. Yeah, and it, yeah. My friend. There you go. My, Jim Bond. Call my, yourself Jim. My friend, one of my good friends from Brighton, she's married to a Bond, so she obviously took his surname when they got married. 
So yeah, she is Sandira Bond. Nice. <laughs> yeah, it's a good name. My yeah. my dad's name is Stephen Gerard. I'm sure I've yeah. told, said that before. I didn't know that. That's amazing. Yeah. Well, his middle name's Gerard. Yeah. First name's Stephen. Nice. Yeah. Stevie G's my dad. There you go. Uh, right, keep uh, your emails coming in to us, but none about famous names because we're over it now. Mm. Um, show at footballramble.com. Uh, also on Wednesday, um, you can get your questions in for Pep Talks. Show at footballramble.com for that as well. If you've got any problems, yeah. any dilemmas about life, we if can, you've we upset can try someone and, help you out. and you want to, see, if you've yeah. embarrassed yourself, mortally embarrassed yourself, yeah. we can help you out with that. Am I the arsehole? Am so I the arsehole? We'll, yeah. we'll make a decision on what, that. What have you done lately, Pete? Uh, what have I done lately? To embarrass I yourself. Have, uh, I've, I've made a point. Uh, I bought an arcade machine. Somebody bought me an arcade machine for uh, Christmas and it's too short. So you have to sort of sit on a little chair. So I'm going to try and make it taller. You can buy these like 50 quid um, officially licensed. They're like seats for the arcade machine. I went, no, I'm going to go to Wix and make my own. <laughs> oh and I've God. bitten off more than I can chew because I'm not a wood turner. No, uh, and I've and I'm, I've made a rod from my own back, and that rod is made of plywood, <laughs> and there so, is sand sand everywhere. Sand. So wood. you've tried to make a seat. I've tried to make a seat uh, yeah, for an you're arcade machine. Trying to machine. make the arcade arcade machine machine taller. Yeah, right, but it's not worked. It's it's worked so badly that I'm considering chopping off parts of my legs so I can use <laughs> right. it. If you email Pep Talks, I'll advise you not to do that. (laughs) Okay, (laughs) thanks, Jules. (laughs) All right, let's get back to more of the weekend's football. Um, Man City beat Chelsea 1-0. Kevin De Bruyne with an absolute beauty of a goal to basically end the title race and spoil Mm. the fun for all of us. It was, I mean, it was pretty much over before that anyway, but if Chelsea had won that game, it would have made it a bit tastier. Um, Liverpool beat Brentford 3-0, by the way, which um, means that Liverpool are now second in the table. So Man City are now 11 points clear of them. Is it done? It feels done, Aww. doesn't it? You've got this so weird caveat shit. with the season where it's just like, oh, you know, but there's all the game in hands, but then you look at the top and it's like, oh, just not there though. No. Like, it seems to be fine there. I mean, mm. Liverpool have got one game in hand, but they're, you know, they're still 11 points behind City. <laughs> yeah. So it's probably done, isn't you it? You just can't really see City slipping up, can they're you, just, Pete? It's, they're just no, relentless. They're too good. Certainly not Steven Gerrard style. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They just they just seem relentless at the moment. Yeah. And I think it was pointed out that they're doing all of this without an actual bloody striker. It's, yeah, it's mm. ridiculous. Like, it is just, it, it, would, it would actually annoy me if they got a striker now. Yeah. Because like, otherwise, Showing it's just, off. yeah, like who's who's ever going to win the league when Pep's <laughs> there and they've got an actual striker? Yeah. With, I mean, they are, they've built a squad to weather hardship, right? I mean, every, every team goes through a difficult period, whether it be fixture pileups, injuries, combination to those things, mm. the unexpected things that spanners that go in the work. City have got a squad that is is so, so good that they've always got someone that can come in and play and Guardiola's style is, is like that and, you know, credit to them for doing that but it does, it just allows them to motor ahead, doesn't it? I, Kev, Kevin De Bruyne's goal, what oh, a yeah. brilliant goal. He's it's that just... thing, you see him do it so often, he shoots just before you expect him to and he seems to find like, the, like space hidden in space mm. and <laughs> when you've got a player that can, that can, turn a game like that on a, on a little moment like that mm. it is those little moments of finesse that really really make a team great yeah. and it's it's a difference maker yeah he messes with time he does he's a time molester <laughs> <laughs> the shot though it, as you say it was just clean crisp it was just uh, just a thing of beauty I'm, I'm intrigued to know though because Man City just basically don't concede um, I'm intrigued to know if they went behind early on in a game mm. I can't remember if there's been any games recently where this has happened but if they went behind early and say a team just took advantage of that and somehow managed to go 2 nil up, how City would manage to yeah. respond to that? Because early on in that game against Chelsea, there was that mistake from, I think it was John Stones, when he, when he slips and Lukaku takes advantage. And I think if you're dealing with a, a, a confident Lukaku there, he either shoots or he passes it out to his yeah. left, but instead he chooses Went the to pass Ziyech, to the right, who's offside. offside. Um, if that goes in... Mm. I know you can say it with everything, can't you, in football? Like, it, oh, if that happened, that wouldn't have happened. But We didn't have Christian Pulisic. <laughs> but I just feel like that, I would have loved to have seen if that yeah. had gone in, how the game could I'll have changed. Reacted, yeah. You know and, what I mean? And that's why, and this never happens to Man City, so that's why it's bloody annoying. Yeah. yeah. Dull. An absolute mad stat as well. Edison has now kept a clean sheet in exactly 50% of his Premier League games. <laughs> that's, that's, that's dirty, isn't it? That's ridiculous. Yeah. 
That's got to be the best ever. I'm no? not having that. That's that's a joke. <laughs> I'm not that. This is the thing. That, like, and, and and they don't have a striker. It just annoys me. It just annoys me. They're just too good. Your um, team has a goal difference of zero. <laughs> <laughs> so lovely oh. in 50 50. Right. Uh, Villa 2, Manchester United 2. Uh, this was a really entertaining game mm. at Villa Park. Coutinho on his debut totally turned the game around after it looked like Manchester United had, had sealed the win. Uh, they were 2 0 up. Coutinho comes onto the pitch. He creates the first goal, scores the second in, in front of those Villa fans who already loved him. Yeah. But that is how to make your debut, Chris Wood. <laughs> <laughs> Especially for a player like Coutinho, where there have been question marks over him for such a long time now. Yeah. He's had like so many stuttering starts since he, since he left yeah, I, don't, I, don't, I wouldn't want Chris Wood falling into our net. <laughs> Break the fucking thing. <laughs> Coutinho's tiny. But yeah, I mean, um, I was delighted for Jacob Ramsey as well. Yes. It's his first goal at Villa Park. And... Lovely. Yeah, he, he looks like a very, a he very looks sweet like a young talent. man. Yeah, he and does. I think Stevie G's got something out of him that we haven't seen before. Yeah, I mean, you're getting minutes—that's part of oh, it. Yeah, yeah. But Luca Dean as well looked like a man on a mission, possibly a little bit too much. <laughs> I can't imagine he's going to like look that determined in every game. Um, but it felt like a player out there to make a point. But yeah. they're two really, really good additions, and for them to both start so well, and also, you know really good for Villa to have that sort of fight back in them as well. It's, it must be so easy at 2-0 down against Man United to just think, oh God, here we go. Mm. But no, they, they dug in. Especially, I mean, having, having played them at Old Trafford and, and done so well there recently, that's probably given them an indication that, you know what, we can get something out of this if we just dig in. Because mm. yeah. again, United, they just, they, you, they can be got at, you know. I think that Steven Gerrard's a big part of that though. You know, the, the attitude he has, that desperation for Aston Villa to do well, to win, to succeed and to not lose to Manchester United twice in yeah. a week. Um, I think that made a massive difference, but he seems to have got the team really gelled and really together in such a quick period of time, which is something you can't say on the opposite side of this for Ralph Rangnick, because um, even little touches, like the Bruno Fernandes goal, Emmy Martinez makes a bit of a blunder for it. After the game, Steven Gerrard goes on Instagram and puts the Aston Villa goalkeeper kit on his son and tags Emmy Martinez in it. And it's right. just little shows of support yeah. like that, you know, like we're still behind you. And I, I, I loved Emmy. I, I do like Emmy Martinez as a character anyway. When um, when Villa equalised, he ran behind his goal and started celebrating with the Villa fans. That just shows the sort of like passion and togetherness mm. that, that's in this Villa squad. And then when you look on the other side with Manchester United, fair enough, they went 2-0 up. But it just looks a bit all over the place still, doesn't it? It certainly does. I, before we move on to Man United, I mean, it, how old is this kid? Put, yeah, because you made it sound like you just put it on the kids. <laughs> Did the kid have not have agency on this? He's kind of smiling, like... so I think he right, was quite okay. happy about it. I don't know how old he is, maybe like five? Yeah, yeah. check his hands for like, you know when you, you, mean, you caught behind enemy lines, you do a funny thing with your hand. <laughs> that doesn't really happen to me, so no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it, it was, it, again, man, you know, I just have a, have a habit of, of doing this and, and obviously the, the big side show. There's, there's, it doesn't... The thing is that they can be underwhelming or they can be good and then underwhelming and not manage the game properly. Like a lot of teams don't in, in, in the Premier mm. League, it's fair to say. Even though it's the greatest product in the world, just teams, they just can't help keep all of leads. Um, but like there's always has to be another sideshow and every single match there's another sideshow. There's Martial this time. Yeah. There's always got to be a story of why this has happened. It's like, Man United aren't a good football team at the moment. That is enough. Great brand though. Work on that. Don't You, you don't need all of these distractions. It's mad. Great brands. The, yeah, the brand. Anthony Martial thing is bizarre. Um, so if you haven't seen this story, basically, Ralph Rangnick was questioned as to why Anthony Martial wasn't in the matchday squad. He said that Martial didn't travel because he didn't want to be in the squad. Martial responded to this on Instagram, on his Instagram story, saying, I will never refuse to play a match for Manchester United. I will never disrespect the club and the fans. So someone's lying. Yeah, <laughs> who's the liar? Unless who's your sort money of on? Who's the liar? Breakdown. Well, there's talk <laughs> that there's talk that Martial um, has been in talks with Sevilla, um, but wages are a stumbling block. So wages. maybe Ralph's trying to make him just trying to make things difficult and just mm. just go just get out, Anthony. Just just get off. out. 
I'm so not partial to a par- to a marshal. Yeah, it's another thing in what has been a bit of a circus this season of Manchester mm, yeah. United, isn't it? Are they it? auditioning for all or nothing? <laughs> <laughs> I think, a, but a, a lot be of managers, quite good, to be fair, at Man United have a pass because there's always something going on. They can always hide behind something, can't they? There's always some nonsense with Pogba or De Gea, or there's always some kind of craziness happening. It's it's sad to see, mm. really. Well, another match under Rangnick where they've they've dropped a point. Another match this season where they've not taken all three points when they've led. Um, but there we go Um, right let's talk about one of the games that did not happen the North London derby because there's a lot to get through with this and I know that all of us have got our opinion on what the Premier League needs to do about all of these requests for games being postponed because at this point when you look down the Premier League table there are some teams that have played 17 matches and some that have played 22 so the way it all unfolded is Arsenal requested for the game to be postponed on the Friday that Request was then granted on Saturday, which prompted all of this outrage. Tottenham said in a statement that they were extremely surprised that the application had been approved. The Premier League put a statement out saying that Premier League rules say that clubs can apply for postponements if COVID-19 is a factor in teams having fewer than 13 players and a goalkeeper available. And I think that's the key wording, if COVID-19 is a factor, because this appears to be the area where clubs can apply and tell you why COVID-19 is a factor. And it's not mm-hmm. necessarily about how many players have COVID-19 at the time, because at the time they put the request in, it was only Odegaard who actually had a public positive test of COVID. We don't know if there was more in the squad, but that was the only one that was public at mm. the time. Arsenal are, are saying that they had other issues with COVID in their squad from previous, so players that still weren't back fit. So where are we with this? Yeah, I mean, part of the statement that initially came out as well from from the Premier League said, with Arsenal having fewer than the required numbers number of players available for the match, with 13 outfield players and one goalkeeper, the board accepted the club's application. So um, a lot of people are like, well, how come you, can't you play academy players? And we saw Leeds put those players on the, the bench as well. I believe if a player hasn't had professional experience, then this rule applies. You don't have to force those players in, or not, not force, but you don't have to select those players. Um, so it's, I think, I understand why people are like, why well, can't Arsenal just play the game? And I'm, they could absolutely field a team with academy players. But um, it's just a, a characteristically poorly thought out rule. And f- from my point of view, I think no one has to be nice. Do you know what I mean? If Arsenal have got to look at this and think, look, there's a way we can give ourselves an advantage in this game or kind of get rid of the disadvantage we'll be under because of the because mm. of this factor that we don't have enough players. And they'd be mad not to take it. They'd be yeah. absolutely mad not to take that opportunity. I and think other clubs have probably done the same in the past. Like we've got a lot of, a lot of games have been postponed and there's not been such a sort of forensic analysis of why that is. And... Yeah, I mean, I'm sorry, but like, I would do the same. I, I do understand why people are annoyed as well. I, com- I completely understand why Spurs are annoyed, especially with the, the short notice and the, and the situation with the fans. But I would do the same, and if everyone hates us, that is absolutely fine. It's a very sort of, <laughs> like, it's a very sort of obtuse kind of. Nobody really knows what what the. It, it says it's all taken in, in, in account with the doctors and experts and stuff like. Well. That's that's too vague, especially when people, you know, we're talking about people's livelihoods here, you know, yeah. people who, who work at grounds, work at stadiums, uh, who have had a rough year anyway. They're having games cancelled and moved around, and, and, and people spend a lot of money uh, getting to these matches. And, and and when you're mentioning stuff like the Afcon absences and stuff, well, you know, Arsenal have three, and, and compared to four. a lot of club, four, four the, a lot of clubs that don't have any. Um, how you know it, it, it gets a bit weird when it's like right okay well fine how many players are vaccinated in the squad um, you know because surely that must be a factor that must be taken into consideration as well because if you are an unvaccinated player you are more likely to to, to catch COVID fundamentally you can talk about the the the, the stats but that's definitely broadly uh, true um, what about the, the the loan situation Burnley loaned out two players I know um, obviously they lost one player in Woods to Newcastle but like they loaned two players out and then uh, had their their fixtures cancelled I'm quite cynical in that like clubs if you're fighting for relegation or you're fighting for something and you just need some players back loan a couple of players who are on the fringe out <laughs> like for, for a few months and then they're like oh I've got no players left sorry yeah. it, I, I, I'm I think sorry in practice that's quite difficult though isn't oh, it I don't know I wouldn't put anything past anyone but it is but it, it this doesn't happen in Germany this doesn't happen in Spain because they yeah. literally go you've got fo- you've got an academy you've got a developmental squad Jesus Christ you've got enough bloody players yeah. available for loan at this uh, this time of the year uh, so, so, so play some of them but you're right what like, 
why wouldn't they apply for it? They applied for it three or four times and didn't get it. Yeah, they, yeah. they, they clearly thought I went. Oh well, we got cases. it. Yeah, exactly. So I actually think there's been a change in attitude though, and I think you're mm. absolutely right, Jim. In that each club will, of course, try and use this to their advantage, but only because the ruling is so vague. Mm-hmm. If the ruling was clearer from the Premier League and it was actually more about the players that are available rather than the players that are not available. Mm even if it's factoring in covid mm. then i think it would be slight it would be a different outcome i think that naturally every club has its own interests yeah. at heart and so if you if you can see that i don't like using the word loophole but if you can see that there's a bit of a loophole there then you're going to use it then you're going to use it but i think yeah. that the attitude to this has changed over the last couple of months because the postponements became became so regular so at the start when the postponements first started happening it almost felt like a, oh, okay, well, actually, due to COVID, we're actually going to give the opportunity to some of our fringe players or to some of our academy players. And it was quite nice when you looked down team sheets and Mm. you saw, oh, that's that, you know, that youngster from our under-23s or wherever it might be. He's getting an opportunity in the first team squad, which is a massive thing to these young players who may not have ever got that opportunity this season, Mm. probably would have been loaned out. But actually, the, the teams need to keep their players there now because... They actually think, well, we might need to dig a little bit deeper into our squads. I felt like that was the attitude maybe a couple of months ago. But now that there are more postponements, it feels like that's changing and that clubs would much rather not do that because it's there's such a there's such a need and a want to win and a desperation to get even just one place higher in the Premier League table. Well, that's a huge um, huge difference in terms of money, isn't it? And obviously, if you're if you're potentially fighting for Europe or trying to stay up, mm. then then it could make a huge difference at the end of the season. What's interesting to me is since the football came back from the the initial lockdown, there's been there's never been more football in such a short space of time. It's and, and we know that it's, mm. we we know the players and and and, and squads are overstretched. We, Always knew when the Afcon was gonna gonna happen. That's not exactly taken anyone by surprise. And I think everyone has been aware over the last few years that that COVID is a thing, and that people are going to get it, and there are going to be absences. So there are three factors in this. All of them you could see coming from a mile off. The Premier League have got this rule that is really, really kind of loose and open to interpretation. And I think are they just are they so insecure about having sort of you know depleted squads starring in these games that they're selling mm. all over the world that they're just that they're just they would rather kind of like cancel games until big names are back because surely the, the Liga haven't got anything like this. The Bundesliga yeah. haven't got anything like this. They're carrying on. Yeah, but surely the academy, um, having a strong academy proves what a strong product you've actually got. Young players want to stay in the Premier League. They want to sort of play stuff. And I, I name check, I'm, I must clarify, I name check uh, Burnley there. I'm not. I'm obviously not saying that they locked out two players just to say they could have one postponement. But but I'm just saying that that that, that, that uh, it's really unhelpful that this has come out about a time when we're in the middle of a blowing transfer window. So some players are, some teams are able to financially strengthen and other teams um, that they're able to jettison players and, 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 and they find themselves a lot more threadbare than than what, what they really realistically should be. I don't think there should be any loan players mm. uh, leaving clubs at this time just well, by virtue of the fact that we're, we're in the middle of a COVID pandemic. Yeah, I feel like we're going to talk about this a lot because the postponements will continue to come and unless a new ruling comes out from the Premier League, then this is going to keep happening and we'll see the North yeah. London derby be played in the oh, middle of July. It's going to be, when it actually happens, it's going to be the spiciest derby for years. Years. <laughs> it's going to be great. Slash, I am absolutely dreading it. It's going to be so stressful. It's going to be so motivated. It's going to be interesting. But th- these games are going to have to come somewhere, aren't they? I think the end of the season Conte is, will is have going to be made this team so much better by then. Yeah. Good luck, mate. Good luck. <laughs> um, let's talk about some other football that did happen. And um, speaking of Spurs, Serge Aurier. He was in goal. He was in goal in AFCON. This was amazing. Uh, Ivory Coast 2, Sierra Leone 2 and Serge Aurier had to finish the match playing in goal. He did. What a guy. Um, He he was only in goal for about a minute. I know, I wanted it to last longer. (laughs) There's there's just something about it though, isn't there? Pete, an outfield player having to go in goal, especially when it's someone like Mad Serge. (laughs) That's the thing, you don't want Mad Serge in there. You (laughs) want anyone else other than him. No one else is going to volunteer. That's That's true, because he's mad. (laughs) AFCON has really woken up actually the last last rounds of games. There's been some some more than one goal in a match. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) I think a lot of it was the games being played in the afternoon in yeah. insane humidity and we yeah. see that in tournaments sometimes but yeah Ivory Coast um, Sierra Leone was, was two all and it was, it was it was such a beautiful moment in it where Musa Kamara um, scored scored an equaliser for, mm. 
first year early on and he, he cried as he celebrated oh. it, I think he's it? 21 he's without a club as well it was an amazing finish yeah. so what a moment for him and what a story mm. yeah you, lo- you love to see it and I think that's um, what we love about international football isn't it is that some of these players these are some of the best moments of their life and score yeah. a goal for his country um, you could just see exactly what that meant to him um, by the way talking of Burnley who've mentioned a fair few times even though they didn't play this weekend Maxwell Cornet was actually listed as a Blackburn Rovers player yeah. on the official team sheet <laughs> begins with B unhelpful yeah, begins it? with B it's in England weirdly close by yeah. I don't know what, how that's happened it <laughs> has been a really Burnley heavy show isn't it hasn't, somehow hasn't yeah. it and it they've not... not even played this weekend. <laughs> We've never talked so much about Burnley. Blackburn, by the way, absolutely flying in the championship. We could see them in the Premier League next mm. year. They've done really well lately. Won again at the weekend, despite going down to 10 men. Um, also in AFCON, in Group E, Equatorial Guinea stunned the holders Algeria with a 1-0 win last night. So Algeria, the favourites to go on and yeah. win this tournament. Um, they were on some unbelievable unbeaten run 35 matches unbeaten so that was ended last night um, and it's the first tournament that Equatorial Guinea actually have qualified for so what an upset you see the jur- the journal in the uh, press box absolutely just dancing yeah. around he's absolutely <laughs> loving it that's been one of the <laughs> yeah. best parts of AFCON I think the colour around the tournament and just the excitement the fact that fans are out in stadiums over there because that's something that they missed for a while as well yeah. and um, they're very limited capacity unfortunately in a lot yeah, of this yeah but it's just something that you love to see isn't it and now Ivory Coast and, and Algeria are both really up against it and they play mm. each other in the final group game so that is that mm. is going to be tasty and, and, and Gambia the Gambia are, uh, are, are doing it they're doing it they could go through I'm, that'd be amazing yeah. their first appearance at AFCON amazing isn't super. it super before we uh, uh, shuffle off uh, Jules can I just like uh, give, give someone a little bit of love go on uh, there's a guy on Twitter called Alex okay. at Unlikely Maths <laughs> unlikely bath. Unlikely maths. Right. Oh, okay. I, I was going to say unlikely bath sounds really weird. <laughs> yeah. A bath of beans. In, in in the in the in the deep distant past, uh, me and Luke played a couple of games of FIFA on Twitch mm. uh, and broadcast uh, ourselves on Twitch, doing playing a bit of football. Or whatever. And I didn't realise that my computer was still connected to the, our Twitch account, the Football Rumble Twitch account. And I accidentally turned on the rec- oh the, the, the broadcast oh, wow. of me in my office, <laughs> and it just so happened to me to, to coincide with me reading out my credit card number. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> and that went out. And that, that went out on the football ramble Twitch. Oh my god, Pete! And Alex uh, DM me on Twitter and said, Pete. Uh, just FYI, the video of the brief Twitch stream earlier on the Ramble channel is still up. And it sounds like there's some info there. You probably don't want people to be able to hear from your phone call. <laughs> it's just me going, yeah, the number is, yeah, it's an Ameri Express. It's six or seven. Don't do it again. Oh my God. Have you, so have you just been live streaming your life to Twitch? Uh, well, that knowing? one time, How I was trying to think, no, just, just, just the once and just for 10 seconds. I'm not going to lie. Literally the worst 10 seconds. The worst 10 seconds. The worst half, half a minute it could possibly have been. The sort of stuff Pete gets up to. I think you've gotten away with that. Got no blind in the cabin, <laughs> <Yeah>. Jules. I can't. <laughs> Did you read out your security code? Because that's a bit people need. Yeah, I, I, I mean, I presume <laughs> I must have done, but it, it was not ideal. I just like to thank Alex uh, and apologise to anyone else who saw it. A slash buying delivery on me right now. Oh, <laughs> oh, <laughs> Terrible. Amazing. What are the chances? Yeah, you have shut that down, right? You're not. I've shut that do down. I've deleted it. I've deleted everything. I deleted the video afterwards. <laughs> Terrible. <laughs> Stay tuned only, only you, for more Pete. Suddenly Chavez. Only you. Oh, thanks for listening, guys, to the Football Ramble, part of the ACAST Creator Network. Tomorrow, Pete's back, reading out more credit yep. card details. Uh, Luke's <laughs> going to be here as well with Kate. Uh, we'll see you guys soon. Thanks for listening. My mother's maiden name is John. <laughs> <laughs> The Football Ramble is a Stack production and part of the Acast Creator Network.